Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. TD Podcast Live. Oh, man. It feels good to be back. Uh, how's it going, boys? We got B in the building. We got K Morgan. What up? What's Let's going, go. What's going on? Chill. How are we doing? We're um, good. Happy to have you back. Yeah. Congrats on the baby. Yeah. You know. Oh, we missed you. Not a lot of sleep. Not <laughs> a lot of sleep, but you know what? Got to give credit to my son coming out on Tuesday after Sunday football before Thursday, Thursday night. night when he knew the Bengals played. So. Yeah. You know, got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, you got to see a loss. He, you know, that's good. Whoa. And there's Kevin fucking taking <laughs> jabs at the Bengals again. <laughs> yeah, you weren't you weren't here for that, so. I think yeah, I also predict, predicted that win or that loss, so. That's all right. We're going to get you out Exactly. Sounds good. Exactly that. Oh, fucking Kevin's going to tear his ACL during the episode. Well, <laughs> let's get into it. Drink of the day, Cody. <laughs> Drink of the day. Uh, <laughs> Moscow Mules. Uh, we got Moscow Mules today. Um, favorite of all of ours. Yeah, I'm a big Moscow Mule guy. Uh, ginger beer. Does, do you guys have preferences on ginger beers? No, just give me a ginger beer with yeah. any type of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, right? Jameson, vodka. I like my good Irish meals. When, when do you guys like having your, your uh, Moscow mules, Irish mules? Before the beers start. See, For I me, like, happy hour. Happy hour? Yeah. See, I like nice dinner. Yeah, nice dinner. Okay. Nice, sit in, nice sit down dinner. Give me a Moscow mule. I usually have them at your house before the beer starts flowing. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. Um... So that's drink of the day. You know, don't want to spend too much time on it because we got a um, a pretty busy schedule today. Talking about uh, week two of the NFL, um, obviously with our fantasy, uh, we had a great NFL Sunday. Jeez Louise, man, mm-hmm. beautiful um, Sunday. We had some great college football games, and then this weekend just gets better. You know, I just I'm so thankful of that we have football. Yes, and that it's coming back. Absolutely. You know, schools, these stupid ass conferences that canceled early, they're realizing their mistakes. Um, Big Ten's coming back. We're going to touch on later. Um, I saw today the Mountain West is coming back. They want to come back too. Pac-12, like, good good for the ACC, good for the SEC, you know, leading the way. The peer pressure? The peer pressure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the NFL is just no more positive COVID tests. Two straight weeks. Doing, they're doing two-story. really good. But COVID's not the worry. You know, no. these, the, these AC, the ACL bug. Um, besides football this weekend, we had, you know, some great basketball um, and he, I think K-Morg mentioned it earlier, just or last week, of how many different things we had over the slate of this weekend. Yeah. Um, that was just incredible. We were so deprived during quarantine, and now it's just blowing up. Blowing oh, yeah. Up. There's every, every day you can watch something. UFC fight night. NBA playoffs. Um, U.S. Open. Desha- yeah, DeChambeau winning the U.S. Open at winged foot. That was unreal. The, the way that course was. and Some of those putts that... Were just crazy. Yeah, crazy putts. Um, <laughs> like it made some really, really experienced and legitimate golf. Like Tiger Woods, for example, had a chip shot that looked like I could have hit that chip shot. Yeah. Like they made some. They made absolute professional Masters winners look very average at times. And I think they came out and said before, like you're going to see some shots that yeah, guys they, hit. And you're you're going to be like, that was terrible uh-huh. because the course was so tough. It was some of know, the slopes on some of those greens were just crazy. When you guys watch golf, do you guys prefer when they go super low where it's like sixteen under, or do you like it when like like this the winner was six under? For I prefer four it days. like this. To, yeah, makes makes it a little, little more bit. makes it a little more human. Imagine if they're yeah, struggling. No, watching a game where it's just like 
absolute minus but 17. But I do, I do love like, the okay. incredible shots, though. But I love right. it when it's a competitive field and it's like that crazy shot happens. You know what I mean? Everyone can kind of par, par, par. Then you see like an eagle, you know, or a, a birdie putt on three. That's a difficult putt. You know, those those are the shots I like. Right. No, and I, I agree with you. I think, you know, it was really exciting because of how good the course was in. Yeah. I watched some um, documentary on how they got the course ready where it was like 60 guys every morning at 4 a.m. Crazy. Yeah, I saw that. that incredible. Jeez. Like mm-hmm. the work they put in. Like I, you have such a respect for, you know, those guys who – who put work on the field. So that was uh, the U.S. Open. DeChambeau wins. He's a cocksucker, but um, good for him. Uh, <laughs> basketball is rolling. Lakers up. They're playing again right now. They're up 2-0. Anthony Davis, big shot. We don't need to talk about it much, mm-hmm. but big shot out of him. Good shot. Uh, Heat and Celtics are in an absolute battle. Um, I want to shout out Mac. He's not here today, but Dallas Stars hitting. Yeah. Plus 950 on going to the, the Stanley Cup. Um, they made it. So And they won late, the first game. And they won the first game. They lost last night, but... Yeah. One one in the series, and he already hit that bet. So if you had that ticket, uh, good for you. Plus nine fifty on that. Um, but story of the weekend was football, man. We're NFL guys. We love the NFL, and man, what what an NFL weekend. Um, the the big story of the week was injuries, though. Fuck, yeah, man, unfortunately, you, you hate that to be kind of the biggest takeaway from week two. But I mean, that's I what it was. Adam Schefter, you know, on Monday night yesterday said, I think he's like, I don't remember a Sunday with this many ACL tears alone i think they counted yeah. at that point when he was talking it was i think seven no the, absolutely brutal insane. the and acl bug went around fantasy players were lost niners lost some some key components i think the niners had the worst injury day i've ever seen in the history of nfl and it, and it's not like it's just i mean a couple guys starter. are okay but it's not like it's like a fringe starter oh either, no you know starting I mean? quarterback it's our rookie running of the back year. Yeah, quarterback's gonna be okay though. He's a, he might play this. Yeah, week. I don't Jim, think he will. Jimmy probably play. Garoppolo will be okay. Mostert will be okay. You know, a couple weeks Those out. Those guys will be fine. But Bosa, rookie of the year last year, my defensive player of the year prediction, yeah. gone. gone. Solomon Thomas, first rounder, still a big, Start, starting to play better. Still a big piece of our defense yeah. with you know the loss of Buckner and even D Ford, also out. Like They're always, yeah. The guy has a yeah. hangnail. He's out. Yeah. So. Um, Richard Sherman's on IR. George, George Kittle was already out this na- a he'll, knee sprain. He'll play this week. He'll be back, but still, you know, it's no, just I, it was a brutal day. Like you can't hide it. It was a brutal day for the Niners. Mm-hmm. They got the win, and that was literally the only yeah. thing they got right. The, their plane had got delayed like six hours. They were Jesus. on the runway, and another plane hit it, crashed into it. They delayed it like that's six insane. Hours. Is that real? So, and the thing was, <laughs> what's even this is a real story? What's even worse is they wanted to stay in New York because they put the Giants this way, and they couldn't no. because of quarantine. Yep. So they had to go home. They got to come back. It's just been a brutal week for the Niners, but they got the win. Yeah. Um, Outside of the Niners, Sa- Saquon, Saquon, man, Malik Hooker, Hooker's gone. Anthony Barr, Paris uh, Campbell, Paris Carter. Campbell, yeah, uh, Bruce Irvin. These are all out for season, guys. Yeah. These are all out for season. Yeah, these are legit. Another handful of guys. Week to week, questionable. Four to five. Christian McCaffrey yep. coming yeah, out today. Four to six. Four to six. I played Joe Show this week, so that's big. Uh, that's Byron big. Jones just got a bunch of money from the Dolphins. He's how questionable. about Blaine trading for a Saquon last week? And then oh my God. how tough is that? That's I, that I, I made a I that? made a blockbuster trade with with Mac, trading basically the key components: Travis Kelsey, Mike Evans for Barkley, um, and then rough. That just hits. That's just Rough. that's that's my fancy life. That's fantasy football, though. So yeah. getting back to the injuries, what do we think is a bigger loss? Is it Bosa, or is it Barkley? It's it's Bosa because the Niners are were a Super Bowl contender. Right. That's why. Okay. The Giants are going to compete 
I, I don't think anyone really had them making playoffs. That's a key word. You said the Niners were Super Bowl contender. So, so you, you don't think they are anymore. I think it'd be very difficult for them to make a Super Bowl now. So let's get into that. Can the Niners recover from this? To go to a Super Bowl? Probably not. See, Can they make the playoffs? Yes. See, I'm going to answer the question twice. I think uh, losing Barkley is more important, and I still think the Niners are in good shape. Here, I love Armstead, and if D4 can find the field again, like their defensive line is still really, really good. If Jimmy and Molster come back healthy, they're fine. They have an easy week, take a week off against the Giants. I think they can win that game with Nick Mullins and Jared McKinnon. Like you don't have to rush to play, and I, f- I feel like the defense is still good. I mean, no. the division is better. Yeah. But I think losing Barkley, like all firepower from the Giants is gone. But my point is, the Giants weren't gonna make any kind of a run anyway. But though. if they had to, they're gonna go through Saquon. I think, I think both is the bigger injury. Um, I think the Niners are toast. I think the Niners have no shot. They still have four defense linemen uh, that can go start on your look, team. Like, they're really fact, good okay. still. Fact. No, but no, that's fact. It's a fact. Four that would start on the Bengals? Come yes. On. Kinlaw, start. Where? D-tackle. D-tackle. Over Reader. DJ, DJ Reader got $56 million this Gino year. You know Atkins is old. D Ford, I'm gonna get this. D Ford start. D Ford, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa. You guys, okay, Bosa's gone. They're so all we can't talk about. But that. we're talking in the healthy world, obviously. Well, you're saying the four. Blaine said they still have four guys yeah. that would start for the Bengals. That's I do. I think clinically stupid. I think their D line is still just as good. They're okay. If you want to get into it, I, I'm gonna be. I was gonna be nice Eric about Armstead, it. They're toast. They're absolutely. I don't think there's. A, I don't think they make the playoffs. That's. A, they have three teams in each side that are like three wild card teams on each side that are making the playoffs. So then they're, they're still gonna. Get they them. might come in fourth in their division. That's the only way they're they still gonna make the playoffs. If they come in fourth and win, I don't see them coming in fourth. I don't think a fourth place team can win or get into the playoffs with Nick Mullins, Jared McKinnon, and that D line. They're okay. still better Nick than Mullins, the Rams. Nick Mullins, shut up. Nick Mullins no, will win, win a, a game or two. Stupid. He will. I promise you. Yeah, he might. Nick be, Mullins he is going to beat the Giants. He this might week. be the Giants. I don't I understand the hate for I, this team. I, I'm like not you saying, think just because Nick Bose is out like means they suck? No, they lost. That's what you said. They're toast. Yeah, they're toast because they lost a lot of their depth. And then not only the what just happened this weekend. This is like I've said it from the beginning. If you lose in the Super Bowl. Something is in so, the air. So don't, that happens don't mention Nick Bose's injury. Then just say what you want to say. That's a part of it, though. Okay, that's, that's not a part, part of it. Okay, if I'm saying Cody's saying real beef they? is with Jimmy G. No, but I'm saying okay, if you lose in the Super Bowl, the chances of you not only going back but even going to the playoffs is rare, as proven in the history of the NFL. It's tough to do for whatever reason, injuries. You know, losing, getting gutted and freed, whatever it is. But you're Andrew still Bugs counting already. out a good team, though. Like, you're you're saying they're toast. They're still a really good football team. I think they're a good football team. Okay, then how are you going to say they're toast? It's the best division in football, and it's proving it week in, week out. No, they we thought are. the Rams sucked. The Rams are rolling through people right now. Rolling. They're, Cardinals, they're playing really good. Cardinals already beat the shit out of a healthy uh, Niners team. They did beat, beat the, the shit, shit out of them? It was a three-point okay. game. They dominated that game. From the dominated time. And, the game. and like I said last You're week, crazy. They, the Niners were winning up until the last drive. And, and like I said last week, they always play them close. That okay. Was, okay. Well, okay. You still can't put the Niners ahead of them because the Niners got worse over the weekend. We all agree, Niners got worse over the weekend. Obviously. Okay. Yes, I just don't want to count them out. They're still a good football team. I'm not, but they look at them. what's they stacking the against Bengals them. Ten out of ten games. Okay, we're not talking about that. We're talking about them <laughs> making the playoffs. Everything is stacking against them right now. Literally everything. Cody, I'm not arguing that it's going to be a tough road. What I'm saying is they're still a very good team on paper, and they could still get to the playoffs. 
I don't. That's my point. My thing is, I don't see a fourth place team getting to the playoffs, and they and have a real possibility. Yeah, I think there's a real possibility they finish fourth. I don't think they finish fourth. I do think that maybe they not they don't win the division now, but I still think they make playoffs. See, I don't. I think I think they're. I think this year's almost down the toilet. I think you're a little bit on the Kyler Murray hype train right now. Well, that's that's my guy, and he's really freaking. I don't even good. think they win the division. I think they're second place in the division. Seattle's the real deal. Russell Wilson's playing the best. I mean, football. they're always they're always really good. Yeah, but they're I think they're even better than they normal. barely beat a Patriots team with you know a new offense, Cam Newton at quarterback, who a lot of people thought was out. I thought the Patriots forever. were good. I thought so the are Patriots the Patriots real good. as well. I think the Patriots are good. I think the Patriots. I think the Patriots win that division after seeing what I saw last weekend. Bold take. I uh, thought the Bills looked bad. Kind of bold take there. Bold take. <laughs> I thought the Bills looked like shit. I mean, they could still win the division. I thought they looked bad though. I All mean, right. I mean, a couple uh, bold takes there. Yeah. Long story short, as a 49er fan, yes, devastating week, 100%. I still think we can compete and make the playoffs. Do I think our Super Bowl run might officially be over? Maybe. And let me get this straight. I don't think the Niners are going to win only five games or six games. I think they're like a 7-8 win team. What you know? In my defense, I just think every week, whoever they're matched up against, they're going to compete. They're going to play gonna really good football. Every team they play. It doesn't matter. Fact. That's what I think. And that's still a good football team to me. Like, yeah, I, I think they're okay. I think like you're not going to bet against them. Oh, I will when they play. Not this week. <laughs> hey, you'll lose. It's just a bad bet. <laughs> you would. You're, you're taking them against Seattle. You're taking them against. I'm not going to bet whatever it. Whatever the spread is, I guarantee the Niners would cover it. Yeah, it's just that. not a game that's I a would bet. bet. Like that's I'm not, not a team. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not like with the you Cards last year were an eight-win team, and they played, or actually a five-win team, and they played the Niners tough. That's how the Niners could potentially end up being this year. Potentially, I. Yeah. I they're missing too many pieces. They're good, but they're not that good to lose that many pieces. I think. All right. Um, so we want to get into it. We have you know a handful of two and zero teams. Um, I want to talk about if you guys think they're real or they're fake um, through the two and zeros. So this is gonna be a real or fake segment. Uh, we'll have this every week um, based on you know kind of the the standings and who's playing well. At the yeah, time. and teams that are kind of exceeding expectations. Yeah, yeah. They're getting a lot of media hype. Mm-hmm. So let's start with uh, the team I just mentioned, Buffalo Bills, two and zero. They won again against Miami in a close game. Real or fake? I'm gonna I'm gonna start off. I'll I'll say real. They have a complete football team. Yeah, I wasn't really impressed with um, the defense, but I, I felt like the delay. Uh, they had a little bit of delay in that game. Um, kind of stopped the momentum they had. I think they were, they were gonna beat the crap out of them, and then I think the, I think the, the delay, delay helped them a little bit. I don't think it helped them. I think it did. 86 degrees with some humidity there. I think they got a nice little break. <laughs> I, I felt like it helped the Dolphins. Um, but I think the Bills are real. I picked uh, Sean McDermott win Coach of the Year. They're 2-0. and Josh, Josh Allen's playing really well. I feel like their defense will get back on track, and they're just going to keep rolling through teams. Riding with it. Okay. Okay, more Real or fake? Uh, jury's still out on the Bills in my mind right okay. now. Okay. Um, I see them kind of in the middle of the pack. Um, I'm with CY. I don't think they looked great week two. And to be honest with you, I don't think they looked great week one. I think the Niners, with all those injuries, beat the Jets, <laughs> played better against the Jets than the Bills did fully healthy. I think that team kind of has a little bit of an identity crisis going on right now, where last year they were like, you know, blue collar, pound the football, defensive team. We're going to, you know, put it in your face. Tredavious White on the outside, you know, Micah Hyde and, you know, their safeties over the top. I agree. So I think they're kind of going through a, a little bit of a crisis right now with who they are as a football team. And I, Josh Allen was not putting up the numbers last year that he was. 
and they were they looked better in my opinion last year. I, I agree. Like anytime Josh Josh Allen and that football team is thrown for four hundred yards, something and that's something that's is going thing. a little wrong. I'm gonna say I'm kind of with K Morgan. I'm I, I'm gonna lean on the fake side. Okay. With the fact that it's taken Josh Allen two unreal games, and it's not like they're winning by a large margin. Yeah, they're they're kind of getting by against two teams that are we are all expecting but, to not do but well. But that's also, huge numbers. But that's also yeah. something they they weren't able to do last year and rely on Josh Allen alone to get him a win, which he's which he's done two well, weeks he's in doing a row. It, and I think a better team they don't get those. Wins. Well, that's, and that's what I'm saying. A good defense with a good secondary I, pass rush is going to give. The I'm going to stick with problems. real until they lose to until that good football gonna, team. I'm going to go fake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so the next one we have the Baltimore Ravens. I'll start with them. Uh, they're real. They haven't looked. They haven't shown any flashes. I don't think anyone's gonna argue that. Real. Move on. Real. This yeah. um, not close. The other two and zero team in the division is Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, K. Morgan, what do you got on that? I think they're real. I said it last week. The defensive line for the Steelers is phenomenal. I think, um, led by the defense, they're gonna stop a lot of good teams. And I think Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball is doing a great job. I'm gonna go fake. Weird. I mean, shocker. I mean, I watched the whole, uh, not the whole thing, but I watched a lot of the Denver game. Um, they gave up 21 points to a backup, Jeff Driscoll, uh, on a defense that's supposed to be the real deal. Uh, there looks like there's a recipe to beat them with a mobile quarterback who can move in the pocket a little bit. Ben's not moving in the pocket as well as he used to in the past. Um, if you get some pressure on him, it changes the game. Connor's not the same guy. If you look at his numbers, they're a little skewed because he had a long run at the very end of the game, like a 60-yard run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I... I mean, I thought they looked really good against the Giants. I thought in the first half they struggled, and in the second half they picked it up. And I think I, I thought they took a step back against the Broncos. I thought the Broncos had a chance to win that game late. They had a fourth down they and did. three going into the you know. They, they got were, my over in the game. Yeah, but they were they were on the red zone or close to it. I against a bad Broncos team with a backup quarterback with no Sutton who went out with another ACL guy. Another ACL oh, guy, Corton Sutton. Corton Sutton, but out I just for season. I'm Fuck. not buying it. I just don't think. All right. I don't, I don't think so. Shocker. Um, I'm not there yet. I'm going to kind of really? give it the, okay. the middle. Bills the middle. Um, the only reason being is Giants-Broncos. I think kind of the bottom tier of the league right now as far as like injuries would go for the Broncos. And then, I mean, obviously Barkley and stuff like that. I just don't think the Giants are there. I think they're still going to get a top seven pick this year in the draft. So they beat two – you know, below average teams. I, I agree with you there. So I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say out though because I love that D. I love the defense. Yeah, I think they're okay. gonna beat anybody. Um, next we have Tennessee Titans. I'm saying real. I I said it before. I think this is the best team in the division. Tannehill's proven himself. He got the money and he's looking like he deserves every penny of it so far. Uh, the defense is real. The only reason they had a close game with Denver, I thought, is because those kicking woes. They missed a bazillion field goals, but. Um, I think they're real. I'm I'm gonna go with real because they look like the exact football team that was in the AFC Championship, which they were in the AFC Championship. So, real real for Titans for me. And I mean they need to get Henry going a little bit more, but Tannehill's a uh, Tannehill's doing it with his arm when he can't get it going. So real. I'm kind of jury out on this one for me personally. I just think we just talked about the Steelers who were saying okay they haven't beaten anybody. You know the Titans have beaten the Broncos mm-hmm. and the Jags, and yeah, but, both, the ja- yeah, but the Jags are proven goals. to be an okay team. But are they, or are I, they I, just, or are the Titans not as good of a team as you think? I, I think, think the, the Jags are. are better than then advertised, we and we don't. But then the, we think the Titans are better than the Colts, 
and they're better than the Jags. Didn't say and that. they're better than Houston. I mean, that's that's, that's a tough division winner. I just don't think the that's Titans, a tough thing to do. I just don't think the Titans are built to beat the better teams. That's my thing. No, I, I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. They're the same team as last year, which they made a really impressive so that's real, run. Though. They made the AFC Championship game. But last year. yeah, nine that's real. nine win team. They're nothing gonna. They did nothing to beat the. You know, get better, beat the kind of Chiefs clowning. team. What I like about them is they can beat you in a lot of different ways. They can give Henry the ball forty times a game, and Tannehill's proven himself with those wideouts. They have some really good receivers that are sneaky. Corey Davis has kind of proven himself this year. AJ Brown's been out. John Smith, tight ends. I just, really I just well. don't believe in Tannehill as much as you do. Okay, I mean, I think he's, I think he's played well, but I okay. he's played well for two weeks. But again, Jags, you know, Jags Broncos. I don't think they're exactly tough matchups. But then you like the Steelers, and the Steelers played Broncos, Giants. The Steelers, I think, were more impressive against those teams. Okay, well, I disagree, but okay. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, real, Any, real. <laughs> Any question? Mahomes. Yeah. Um, this is a big one. Las Vegas Raiders. Um, real. Uh, I love that Saints team. You could say anything about Michael Thomas not being there, and that's complete utter bullshit. Especially when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, and if he can't get it done, I mean, you can. I'm not even going to get into that one. If he can't get it done with <laughs> other receivers, like other Hall of Fame quarterbacks do all the time, uh, they're impressive. I watched. I watched the game. The Saints did everything they could to stack the box, take the run game away from Jacobs, and they beat the one-on-one matchups. Darren Waller looked fantastic. He beat the corner. He beat the safety. He beat the linebacker. Uh, the pass blocking. They lost. Uh, Trent Brown didn't play. Then they lost uh, Richie Incognito, and they still protected Derek Carr pretty well. Um, week one, I was w- less impressed. I thought their defense looked very soft uh, week one against the Panthers. But week two, like they made good open field tackles. Uh, they played pretty good. Uh, I think they're real. Nice. <laughs> Raider, Raiders are real. Re- real. Raiders are real. You know what? Um, I thought, you know, week one – Close game against the Panthers was iffy, but I also do think the Panthers are a lot more improved okay. compared to last season. But um, the Saints game, like I said, I think they kind of just out-physicaled them. They were just uh, the the better team at the, the line of scrimmage. I, at the end I of the thought day. so. Like, Josh Jacobs didn't have a you know a blow-away game statistically, but they pounded the ball. And then when they didn't pound the ball and the Saints brought in the people, that ball was out quick to Waller consistently, and he beat every single player in that second Yeah, game. I think Card... Only had one drive where he looked very car esque. Yeah. And then on the on, and then sacks, on the other side the of the ball, long. I mean, you know, we talked a lot of smack on, you know, their draft and what they did in the offseason, but Damon Arnett on the outside made a lot of really good tackles in the open field. Hey, you got really good tackle. Half, though. He's good. Yeah, but dude, you make open field tackles on, on Camara and Kamara, Smith, good guys, and, yeah. Dude, Cook. Those are really it was he was impressive. So. Jury's still out for me. Mm. Jury's still out. Um They beat the Saints. They beat the Saints, but there was some. I thought personally, I thought there was some questionable calls that went in their direction. They had a lot of calls going their directions that I thought were questionable. He's on the Saints bandwagon with all the penalties, dude. But I, did, I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I watched but the whole it, game. But it's a clear PI, so I mean, uh, I thought they there, I thought there was some hand fighting. I thought there was. They, it was a little soft. The, no, the, the, the two big ones, the two, the two important ones, the two big ones, locking full arm locks. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was locks. questionable. I'm gonna say it's questionable. Yeah. I don't. Um, they get, have, get off that wagon. Get off that wagon. No, at I, least. I think it's no. Um, get off that wagon. The well, penalties were bullshit. The, I thought some of the penalties shouldn't have gone the way they did. 
Um, if you don't call that PI at the end, I thought there was a hand fighting. You give Drew Brees the ball back with a minute 50 and one timeout, who knows That did nothing the second half. But regardless, I think the Raiders still competed with a team that everyone wait, wait, thinks wait. is going to make an NFC championship game. They went down the field and scored, like, In the, the fourth quarter. Yeah. Once. Yeah, right after the... Okay, so you're talking you one drive I, out of seven? I'm not... This is the thing with the Raiders. I'm not buying their defense. I thought they ran the ball really well, and their I don't de- trust Their defense looked very impressive. I thought they looked okay. Carr looked better than he's ever looked. That was yeah, one of Drew Brees' worst games in like no, three years. No, I trust I, Carr. I hate Carr, but that was his best game I've ever watched and him the reason, play football. We'll see how real they are because their schedule is unbelievably Well, now they're playing the Pats. They got the Patriots, Bills, and then Chiefs, Bucks, Browns, Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs again. Falcons, Jets, Colts. Yeah, they have a tough schedule. They have a really it. tough schedule. They're real. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. I think I'm jury still out. Cool. Uh, After week three, you might change your mind. Cool. Jury still out. Um, Green Bay Packers. Real. I think they're real. Yeah, they're real. I'm not even going to answer this. Real. Um, Chicago Bears. Fake. They're fake. They have an okay defense. They barely beat the Giants. Like I said, that was my upset team. I don't think – I don't – I think Mitch Trubisky is probably one of the worst, if not the worst, starting quarterback in the NFL. If uh, Swift catches the ball, we're not even having him on the list because then they're one and one. Doesn't then blow his one knee, one. then they're probably zero and two. Possibly, possibly because I mean they lost by three or four. But points. injuries aside, Swift dropped yeah. the ball in the end zone. They're one and one. We don't even have him on the list. I think they're fake. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, Start Nick Foles. Arizona Cardinals. Real. Real. They beat a really good Niners team that was healthy at the moment. And then beat Washington um, football team. They handled them. They they, they handled Washington football Kyler's team. Kyler's playing at the top of his game right now, man. They are they are real, but they're not as real as everyone says they are. They I mean, they beat two teams that have elite defensive lines. They've done everything they needed to do. That's why I can't say, like, impressive. No, I'm, I'm saying they're real. They are real. They're a real legitimate team. I just don't think they're, like, everyone's predicting Super Bowl now. I just don't know if they're there yet. Then, I'll give. You, I don't. I, I don't think they're that. I don't think I just want to slow down the train. I do think they're real, but, but my I bold, slow my down bold the prediction at Kyler Murray MVP. He's very, about that. He's about fourth in voting right that's now. That's very real. Fourth. That's about very fourth. real. Um, Los Angeles Rams. This is this is going to be a good one. What do you got, K. Morgan? Start with you, your division. In my division, um, I just said the Cardinals were real in my division. Um, I think I'm still kind of jury out on the Rams. They're. They had a really rough offseason, and I think Sean McVay is kind of taking over again to where he's mixing up his offense. He's getting Jared Goff in some positive offensive plays, getting his running backs involved like he was um, two years ago with Gurley, and their defense is actually playing really, really well right now. So um, I'm going to give them real. Real. I'm, I'm real. I think that the best defender in the in the in NFL. NFL. In NFL. And History, potentially. Possibly the best corner in the NFL as well with Ramsey. Yeah. I mean, he's playing well. Um, they man, they look good again. They look good. I, I'm, I'm on the Rams. Yep. Um, they're fake. Ooh. Oh. Um, they beat two teams that didn't game plan well. Like you said, you just mentioned two elite defenders, and a good coach, a good team is going to take them completely out of the ball game. I will say, I think that the third in that division of two and no teams, I think they're the third best. I, I'm not. I've never be, really been sold on golf. That you whole know, NFC West is so like, real. Golf, golf is better. <laughs> I mean, no, golf, golf is golf playing is better, better, but I, I, I'm going to go back to what Kevin just said. Like, I think McVay's giving him yeah. more, whereas in like, he had a really good, he had a really good season, and then the next season they're like, hey, golf's good. 
right. let it rip, and yeah. it didn't work out yeah. for him. But I think he's on that third year. It's kind of settled in. I, I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say fake one more week. You know what's funny? If is, they beat the Bills, I'm gonna shut the hell up. You know what's funny is week year one, it was like Golf and Wentz, and it was like Wentz was the better guy. You guys fucked up. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And then even year two was like Wentz was the dude. And no. then he, was it year two where McVay got the team? Year two, Mc, McVay yeah. got the team, and, and it was a little more even. Gone. But but Wentz won the Super Bowl. Then. Yes, yes, he well, was hurt. Well, he won, won, but he was MVP candidate. But he won. Yeah. Th- no, he won thirteen. But, games but then they, they played each other this week, and it was not even close. Who was the quarterback? Close. No, and that was interesting right. to me. Is like one versus two, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't. And you're it's not like Doug Peterson's a bad coach. No, it's not. It's they don't. The Eagles don't look good. They don't. So before we get into that, I want to ask a question going into that, but. What do you guys got on Seahawks? Is anyone doubting them? They've been there, done that. They're two and zero. They they barely won. You know, they took them, you know, a goal line stop on the last play of the game. But real or fake? Don't doubt Russell Wilson. He's the best player he's, in the game, he's game right MV, now. He's MVP through two weeks. Yep. They look really good, and Jamal Adams is giving them that little swagger back on defense. I kind of like it. Sure. Yeah, I think um, Seahawks are real. I can't deny that they're real. Uh, or they're, I can't deny they're fake, but um, but Russell Wilson is real. That's what I'll say. He is a yeah. real NFL quarterback. Um, he's MVP candidate every year in and year out. He looks amazing this year. Um, I think that defense can get beat though. And they, I mean, they put up. Yeah, they right. got they. Oh, yeah. The pa- Patriots put up a ton of points on them. Oh no, they and, lost and, Irving. They, yeah, like, and Russell, Falcons put up a ton of yards. No, they don't have Clowney anymore. Russell Wilson had to put up a ton of points to beat the Patriots. But that, so. that's the thing. They kind of remind me of the Packers a little bit. Like you're, we're gonna give up a ton of yards, but we're gonna make that play. We yeah. have the playmakers. They're gonna, they're gonna make plays that matter. And I think the receiving core is taking the step to the next level, where it's like DK is. DK is that number one now. Where Lockett can be that kind of number two. And Russ is just having a field day. Uh, they run the ball well. You know, I think, you know. Carson looks good. Yeah, and Hyde, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hyde and Homer. They got three backs that are all running the ball pretty well. They look good. I just I just think the secondary Homer, can be. what college? Miami. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> I had to get him. Don't have I had to get him. All right, so last question I want to ask is, out of the 0-2 teams, is there anyone that you think has a chance to kind of make a run that they've had some bad luck? You know, out of the 0-2, you got the Dolphins, the Jets, the Bengals, the Texans, the Broncos, the Giants, the Eagles, I'm gonna, the Vikings, the Lions, the Falcons, Panthers. Is there anyone that you guys think can, you know, have a chance, like, make a run, they're going to be good enough to do it? I think out of all those teams, I'm just going to stick with a defensive side of football, and I feel like the Vikings can end up winning some games just because – that, that front seven that Kevin loves to talk about. I feel like the corners will get better in time. They're really young secondary. Um, I wouldn't count out a, a team like that. Okay. Um, they they have a, a you know a top ten running back, a top ten receiver. I hate Kirk Cousins, but with that defense and that core, they could still win games. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good call, good shout out. Um, I'm gonna go with the other side of the ball. I think the Texans probably have the best chance. Really? Um, I don't think the ASC South is. I think the AFC South is winnable. Regardless of being 0-2 right now, I think the Texans still match up well against the Titans. I think they match up well against the Colts, and I think they match up well against the Jags. I still think they can win that division and make the playoffs. I'm pushing all my chips in. Falcons. Again? Well, you Falcons. are. But, I mean, they had that game won. It was a freak. They, <laughs> they play that over 10 out of 10 times. They don't lose but that they, game. They, but they lost it. But they did they, exactly what they did yeah. in the Super Bowl. They, they just kept passing. I, I, they fucked it up. <laughs> don't get me wrong. They <laughs> fucked that up. up. 
six guys around the on, you have, on, you have Gurley kick. for a reason. Just dude, I, chew I, some claws. Yeah, the worst onside kick I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god, it, there's like, a meme out there. Watching that replay, me and Kimberg watched that like six painful. times. Like it is so painful to watch that is, replay. I, I saw a tweet. It said, "Legend has it, the Falcons are still watching the onside kick roll." I don't We're, get it. We are. <laughs> I don't we are literally it. an onside kick away from pure panic and maybe Mike McCarthy's job. In Dallas. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, like pure panic. I said Jerry Jones at, at, the trigger. at halftime, we're like, dude, they were getting what the hell? blown out. I still think the Falcons can make a run. They're only, you know, knowing that division's like going to run away, I don't think. I think the Saints are going to lose more games than people think. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're proven that. And I think the Bucks are what I exactly called the Bucks to be a very <laughs> average fucking team. So, I mean, we're early. But he also said the Falcons are going to be really fucking good, and they're hey, only two. Give it some time. Yeah. Give it some time. Um, so. That that's kind of a wrap up of where we're at on the NFL leading up to this point. Um, one review, you know, last week we did the best offensive player of the week and the best defensive player of the week to undermine. Well, we're going to change it up. We have a segment we're going to call the Big Nuts Player of the Week. So one guy on the field, offense or defense, that kind of stood out to you. Uh, we'll start with you, K. Morg. Who stood out to you on either side of the ball? Uh, special teams player. And player of the week, in my opinion, was Harrison Butker for the Chiefs. Oh, my, the guy, my gosh. Show I me mean, the money. We were losing our minds when we parlay hit because of that. It was just, I mean, the, the man didn't make one or two, but he made three 50-plus-yard 50 50 field goals to win that game. Win yeah. every single one. 258. The pressure, I mean, good God. False start on the first one, then they iced Time him out. on the second one, and then he crushes a 58-yarder. Unbelievable. I mean, on a game where, like, again, we talk about teams that have things to lose That's and teams big that nuts. don't have things to lose. That's big, nuts. The, big Chiefs, nuts. the Chiefs have a ton of stuff to lose in that game. Chargers have nothing to lose, and he had it all on his back. The guy made three straight, and the last one over was just 50. money. Three good. straight over 50. That's my big nuts play of the week. Uh, right. I'm going to stay in the same game. Justin Herbert. Yeah, I like that he too. Did, he didn't get a win. But if you give him the, the circumstance of what just happened. Five minutes before the game. He learned at coin toss. <laughs> he's going to start Tyrod Taylor, chest pains, kind of a little preview of what happened. But 22 for 33, 311 yards, two total touchdowns, ran one in on the opening drive. looked impressive. And they, they lost two. The, 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 the field goal. Yeah. To the Super Bowl champions, right? Justin Herbert, big nuts. That's how you play. That's how you come in and screw your coach for saying that you're not starting next week. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, my big nuts player of the game or player of the week is uh, Aaron Jones uh, on my fantasy <laughs> team. Uh, 18 carries, 168 yards rushing, Woo, two boy. touchdowns, uh, four receptions for 68 yards and, a, and another <laughs> touch. Um, pay my man. Pay my guy. Wearing his gold glasses on the sideline like he's having fun with it. He's having a oh, blast, bro. Oh, you get, The guy's stat line is through the roof. Um, Mac was having nightmares about him. He probably still is. Right in front of his face. Right in front of his face. We're watching the game together and just all over him. So that's my big nuts player of the week is Aaron Jones. Go, Pat, go. All right, so enough of week two. Let's get into week three matchups. We have some really good matchups this week. Um, not only that we're going to pick, I think we're finally we're going to have some separation. You know, the first week we did a little bit. Um, week two, we're all on the same page for most of it. Um, so we got five games. Going to throw them at you. We're going to take our picks. Remember, losers drive into the stadium. <laughs> Everyone won their locks last week. Yeah. Uh, no what's our standings so far, B? Standings right now, K. Morg, 13, first place. Weird. CY right behind him at 12. And then a little, little kind of slope because me and Mac missed those upsets week one. Uh, Mac at nine, and I'm I'm last place, eight points, because oh. of the, the Falcons. Oh, yeah, I picked right. Falcons. Okay, 
So we're all relatively close. There's some time left. So we got five games on the on the docket. Um, let's go with the first matchup. We got Rams at Bills. Two and O teams. We talked about real or fake with both these. Let's start with you, K. Moore. Who do you got in this game? I got the Rams. I think this game will prove that the Bills are not real. Okay. B. I'm the opposite end. I can't sit here and say the Rams are fake and then pick them to win. Right. I got I got Bills this week. <laughs> okay. I have the Rams as well. Uh, I, like I said, I thought they're real. I think they're going in on them. Uh, Mac is also taking the Rams. So it's mm. just me and the Bills again. Yep. For you. you on the solo side. I so. need I, I need one of those That's weeks. Good or bad. I need <laughs> one of those weeks. Um, oh yeah. That's gonna be a, a very good, interesting matchup of how they kind of match up with each other. I'm actually interested to see that game. Quite a bit. Aaron Donald could ruin the whole game plan. So. He could ruin any game. He's just That's... unbelievable. Uh, next game, Raiders and Patriots. This is an interesting one. Both teams, you're kind of, where do you feel on them? Where do you got? Uh, Mac is taking the Patriots. Um, I myself is going to take, I'm going to take the Patriots as well. Um, like I said, I'm not in on the Raiders yet. Short week, got to go all the way to New England. I think Belichick game plans well. They'll stack the box, make Carr try to beat them. They'll double Waller. I think that's the recipe. Don't let them run. Guard the tight end. Make those receivers win one-on-one battles. I don't know if they can yet. I'm taking the Patriots. I got uh, I got Raiders. Whew. I got Raiders. Uh, I, I kind of broke them down against the Saints, and uh, I just yeah I like I like this football team when Carr doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, I um, I have Patriots. So okay. B's alone again. Alone again. Um, I think <laughs> I, I, I need a week like I this. Still, I still think the Raiders are a real team, but I also think the Patriots are a real team. And so I think you think you're, you're on the home. Patriots? Huh? I'm yeah. in on the Patriots okay. too. I think they're also a real one on one team. All right. Uh, next game we have Seahawks or Cowboys at Seahawks. This is interesting. Uh, Mac is taking the Seahawks for Mac. Uh, B, what do you got? Seahawks. Yeah. I um, I didn't pick the Cowboys last week for a reason, and they should have <laughs> lost. They should have lost. Uh, impressive comeback. I don't. Just Seahawks are so damn good this year. Okay. It's Russ. Russ, we trust. Okay. More. I got, I got the Cowboys. Ooh. Okay. I think. Um, this is a game that I think the Cowboys match up well against the Seahawks, and I think Zeke Elliott is going to pound the ball. Okay. I love that for my fantasy team. Same. See, this is a tough game for me to kind of predict because usually a team coming off an emotional win, I usually bet against them because I think they, they use everything to get that emotional win, but both teams came off a very emotional win. So it's yeah. like who can kind of bounce back faster? Um, I'm going to take Seattle. I think they're the better team, but I wouldn't be surprised if – the Cowboys win this game. This one is really hard for me to pick. I, I agree with Kay Morgan. It's a good matchup for the Cowboys. I just don't trust them yet. But would I be surprised if they win? No. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Um, so three versus one. Kay Morgan is the only one on the Cowboys in that game. Um, next we have Sunday Night Football. Packers at Saints. Um, B. I think I know where you're going with this. What do you got? <laughs> go Pack. Go. I'm gonna say it right now. Before Week Three starts. Matt Matt Lafleur, coach of the year. Okay, K. Morg. Yeah, I got the Packers. Okay. Um, I think they're kind of just one of those one of those teams that's hot right now, uh, and, and I don't think the team, Saints are the team that's going to stop them. I'm with you. Clean clean sweep. Everyone's on the Packers. Um, like I said, they're 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 rolling. They're good. I like the Saints, but the Packers are. I bought into the Packers last year. I bought into the beginning of this year. Um, 
and they're even exceeding my expectations. Oh, absolutely. So they're, um, they're putting up the numbers that I wanted to see. Um, okay, so Monday Night Football, we got Chiefs at Ravens. This is a game everyone's kind of want, wants, everyone wants to see. Um, Mac is going to take the Ravens. Um, what do you guys got? I'm with Mac. I got. Uh, I have Ravens. Uh, I think. Man, I'm gonna mention K. Morgan in his draft class. His picks. Patrick Queen is everywhere on that football field. He makes them better. They drafted and got better. And Lamar Jackson is playing unreal. Ravens. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I think the Ravens look great right now. Um, Patrick Queen and Dobbins are doing a great job um, in their own right. But I'm gonna take the Chiefs. I, I can't I can't bet against Mahomes. It's just one of my rules of life. Because I think at the end I just think at the end of the day he he can just overwhelm you with points with that offense. And yeah. I just don't know if Lamar Jackson gets down early if he can do it on his arm alone. Um exact same with K Morgan. I'm with the Chiefs. I'm not betting against Mahomes. They No, I, yeah, I mean it's not a great bet, but I'm taking him. You know, yeah. they're in Baltimore, but I, I, I think, get it. I think they're taking that. So split, um, split on that one. So we have some some points can go a lot of different ways. This a, week. I can have a big week or um, be dead last or again. Just get crushed. Let's go into our upset of the week. I'll start with Mac. Mac is taking the Giants to win over the Niners this week. That is fucking so stupid. Mac is taking the Giants. <laughs> even um, on the pod, even when he's not here, just trash picks. All right. B, what do you got? Uh, man, Raiders over Patriots. Yeah, that's a good oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah, said it. Yeah, I, uh, I picked them already. Doubling uh, up. I like that double pick right there. And I I was just so impressed with the Monday night. Okay, Kim Morgan. Nice. I said it before, I got the Cowboys over the Seahawks. I think that's a huge... Huge upset if that happens, and I think it matches up well. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna be the first one all year. I'm gonna go with it, but I'm riding with Bengals. Bengals. I'm going Bengals. <laughs> Same time, Bengals. call that. Going Bengals. I think hey. over Philly. I Where think Philly's dumpster fire. What's, what's the points there? Six and a half. Six and a half. Um, I, I think the Bengals. They, it's a must win for both teams. Mm-hmm. I think the Bengals Absolutely. are trending in the right direction. I think or the we're, Eagles aren't. And the Eagles aren't. I think. I mean, we've owned two, so you can't say trending in any direction, but. Geno Atkins coming back. Burrow, I think, found his stride, man. I think what we saw, at, I was telling I was telling B. Ramick, you know, I think I was the most content being 0-2 after watching Burrow play on Thursday night. I think we got a guy. Anytime uh, you put up 60 attempts, 60 you attempts. You broke the record. That's not a good he, thing, you, though, guys. I, and, no, Throwing it's not. As far as, far as game plan, it's never a game plan. Points. It's not a great record to have. But, but, you, scored 30, but you scored 30 not, points. Not, wait, 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 wait. How is that not a good record? Because you're obviously losing if you have to throw the ball 60 but he times in a 37 game. 37 completions without throwing an uh, interception. He did that? No picks. No picks. Oh, without an interception? Yeah. A lot yeah. of people can do that. He broke the rookie record. Okay. You, Great. That's not like that I impressive. I mean, but you're shitting on the Bengals but again. But usually when you have hey, 60 plus I attempts, had, you're throwing a pick. You're throwing two. Hey, I had the Bengals as my upset pick, and I actually crossed it out. Because uh, I felt like the Cowboys have a better shot. And I think potentially the Eagles could put up a lot of points because this might be their game where they turn around. If Eagles but lose, I, I legitimately over. think the Bengals have a good chance here. I really do. I'm just saying, throwing the ball 60 times in a game is not a good thing. Well, I lost by five points. I mean, it's not like we got blown <laughs> the fuck out. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I'm taking the Bengals. Okay, 
Um, lock of the week, you know, obviously if you lose your lock, everyone won their locks last week, so yeah. you have no potential. I'm uh, last place, haven't lost a lock though. So so that's true. So don't you can't lose one now. Um, Mac is going to go with his with the Cardinals as his lock of the week. Um, yeah, pretty interesting one. I mean, that makes sense. Makes I'm, sense. I'm with the Lions. You got you same thing. I'm, I'm with them. Cardinals, Cardinals over Lions. See why? Who do you have? Um, let me see who I have. I have it written down right here. I have the Colts. Yep. I'm taking the Colts. I have the Colts as well. Okay. So me and Kim were. <laughs> I mean, that's a one point. It's not. I'm in last place, dude. I'm picking on some West Coast teams. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta stay up here. I gotta stay here. I'm, already lo- I'm the only one who's lost the week. Philly. We're kind of trending with whoever the Jets play. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of in that direction. We'll we'll post our uh, our locks and our upsets like we do every. Sunday, get you guys up to date with it. Um, starting to get interesting. Week three, we got a lot, of, a lot of time left, but don't People let the gap sweating. get too big. People are sweating. Yeah, I could go, I could go deep last place or be right up there, right All up right. there. So, so um, let's get into our fantasy segment. You know, fantasy football has been really fun. Um, B. Ramey's been kind of on top of it. Um, little recap of his last Thursday night. He literally called exactly what Tyler Boyd was going to do. Um, he had seven catches, six, seven yards, and one touchdown. Um, he called seven catches, 72 yards in a touchdown, five yards off. So same amount of catches, touchdown. Thanks, Boyd, for dropping a touchdown. It should have been two. <laughs> yeah, it should have been two. Um, this week we have Jags-Dolphins. Um, his fantasy kind of preview is um, as long as he's gambling, he has over 48. So he says <laughs> no one cares about this game, so fuck it, bet the over. Um, That's a word for word. Quote. Yeah. That's a word for <laughs> word. Word for word. He said Minchu Mania, he's a great start. Uh DJ Chark, any of those guys. Um, I got Chark going. He thinks Chark's going to have six, uh, six receptions for 94 yards and two touchdowns. That's a big day for him. Um, other than that, we don't really give a shit about that game. No. Um, other fantasy segments, his clear eyes, full heart, can't lose players. He's going to start with Dak. Or let's recap last week, he had Dak. Um, he said Dak would be number one quarterback. And he was. And, and he was. Um, in off. standard. Yeah. 450 yards passing, one touchdown, uh, throwing, three rushing, um, 44.8 fantasy points in the wow. standard league. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Um, he had Zach Moss, not a great call. Um, eight attempts for 37 yards, 3.7 fantasy points. Terrible. Um, <laughs> Melvin Gordon had a good day. 19 attempts for 70 yards, two receptions, 14 yards, one touchdown. 14 fantasy points. Um, T.Y. Hilton. Um, Trash. So clearly River sucks is what he says. He only likes missionary sex. So <laughs> Got a lot of kids, though. Got a lot of kids. A lot of he sex. has a ton of kids. Uh, only 2.8 fantasy points for Hilton, so he was off there. I think the only player you, um, you like in the Colts is JT at this point. Right. Um, Bucks defense, five sacks, two interceptions, two forced fumbles. Two fumbles recovery, 15 fantasy points. Bucks defense was a good call yeah, by him. Good call. Um, so let's go into his week three. That was his week two recap. So week three. He loves Kyler. Uh, Detroit is lost in the sauce. Kyler looks great. Remind, um, B called Kyler yeah. as MVP. I love that. So want to stick with that. He wants to remind the people of that. Uh, he's looking like a top five quarterback in fantasy. So uh, he thinks he's going to score at least 28 fantasy points. Potential for 35. Any other quarterback you guys like this week? Looking at the potential matchups I, or anything like that. I, Hate to go against everything I was saying about the Raiders. I really like Cam Newton put up the, some good fantasy okay. points this week. He's, he's been doing well. I mean, I mean, the Raiders are giving up, you know, twenty plus points a game. They're still two zero, but Cam Cam Newton's getting it done. I think he's QB five or six. Okay, he, oh, he, he had good. a really yeah he had a really big week um, against the Seahawks. Okay, Morgan, he looks good. Um, 
Yeah, I got uh, <laughs> I got Brady against the Broncos. I think um, I think that's another one that I think he really starts. He's got. He's hopefully he has Godwin back. He's got Mike Edwins. He's got to. a lot of weapons. So I think this is a game that he could break out. I okay. Like that. Um, I mean, there's so many different ones you can go with here. Um, honestly, I kind of like Baker against Washington football team. I don't. You don't, you don't like Baker this week? I think I think the Washington football team's D-line is going to give him some problems. I, I think they do enough to offset that with the running game and kind of roll him out. I think he has a – if a guy you're looking to wait on, on the waiver wire. I but think, I don't think that's the team he could do it to. I kind of with K-Morg, I think Baker's not, not equipped for that defense okay. line. I think he has a decent week. Sure. I think 20 points for him. Yeah, that's good. That's a good week. Uh, B. Ramick's running back this week is Austin Eckler. Um, he's having decent, decent games, just haven't found the end zone. Um, this game, he sees him scoring at least one with 100 total yards. Hard to argue that. K. Morgan, he's running back you like this week to go off. Yeah, I like um, Malcolm Brown for the uh, Rams. Okay, against Buffalo? I think, I think wow. they pound the ball. I think, like I said, I think Sean McVay is doing a great job of getting his running backs in space. Cam Akers is hurt, so he'll be the kind of the bell cow for them this week. Okay. I like Kenyon Drake. Against Detroit. Okay. We saw what Aaron yeah. Jones did to them last week. Um, Kendall oh. and Drake could break out and kind of. Absolutely. I think I'm taking Kendall and Drake as my running back this week. I, uh, Miles Sanders. Sorry. Okay. No, I mean. You guys got absolutely eaten apart by Chubb and Hunt. Uh, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that stops yet. I think you guys got to figure that out, and it's not against Miles Sanders. I think it's a. It's, it just depends on Juno Atkins playing or not. There we go. Mike Gino. Daniels is out, so that was huge. But yeah. if Juno plays, I think that. That's a big difference. My, um, I mean, outside of everything the Eagles are going through at 0-2, I think Miles Sanders looked really good on Sunday. All right, so uh, wide receiver, he has to go. Uh, B. Ramick has to go with his boy, Allen Robinson. Um, he thinks 18 targets. He's already had nine each game. He's already had 18 targets, nine for each game. Um, he's not finding the end zone yet, but this week he faces the Falcons' soft secondary. He predicts six catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown. He also a notable start, A.J. Brown, if he's healthy. Um, Blaine, who you got? Receiver wise, MVS. Ooh, mm. Packer guy. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if we're gonna uh, play Adams. Oh, he is yeah. quite. He is questionable. The hamstring. Uh, it's minor, but he didn't. He kind of went out on the second half against the Lions. Didn't come back in. Um, if he doesn't play MVS, look for MVS for 140 in a tug. Okay. I like Amari Cooper. I think. Um, I talked about Zeke kind of pounding the ball against the Seahawks, but I do think Cooper hasn't gone in the end zone yet. He's due. The Seahawks have kind of been getting thrown on. Kind of getting thrown on. Yeah, uh, it's a good. good uh, call. I'm between two on the same team. Um, I'm going to kind of differentiate it to. I'm going to go Robert Woods. It was between him and Cooper Cup. I think one of those guys eats. It's just I don't know which one yet. It obviously it's which one shadowed. Of, I mean, so so far, that's the tough play. Whoever yeah. shadowed, yeah. So I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Robert Woods. I think he's the guy that he's going to. He's going to have some um, targets, and I think they're going to kind of air it out on them. I think they're going to speed it up. I think they want to get them on their heels in Buffalo. I think McVay's going to kind of go fast, so I'm going to, I'm going to go Robert Woods. Um, tight end, Bionamic has Drew Sample for the Bengals. Uh, Burrow loves his tight end. Uzama obviously out of the year with the Achilles injury. Um, he's blown. Look for Sample to have decent numbers and maybe a score. Um, maybe a good day for him to start. Uh, Kim Warren, who do you got? Got Hawkinson for the Lions. Okay. Uh, Stafford likes him a lot. He's thrown to him at least five. Yeah, at least five receptions in his first two games. Touchdown in the first. I think he's gonna have to throw the ball against the Cardinals, and he's gonna be their main target. I got Hayden Hurst. 
Uh, he had a good game last week. <laughs> That's your fantasy guy. It's my right? fantasy guy. I yeah. think he's starting to break out. I think Chicago can't. This is where Chicago gets exposed, and if Atlanta's going to make a move, it's here. It's Yeah, it's so, got to be here, right? It's got to be here, so I think I think this is where Hayden Hurst has a good game. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, man, I'm between two. I'm between Waller again. I, I like Waller. <laughs> He just looks, dude. Hard he he just him. looks Hard so. He him. looks so good um, on Monday Night Football. F- I mean, fifteen targets, eleven catches, Loves something like him. that. Cards all over him. He looked great. Uh, I'd probably just stick with Waller. Okay, Waller. I, yeah, he's hard to argue. He's he's starting no matter what. I mean, uh, obvious one. I think if Kittle healthy comes back, I think Kittle's going to absolutely destroy the Giants. Sleeper for me is Gronk. I think Gronk's in it. This mm. is a week that Gronk has a decent game. I don't think he's in a breakout game, but I think he has. Five or six catches, maybe a tug in the red zone. Wow. So I'll, yeah. I'll say Gronk okay. might have a day. Um, defense, B. Ramick has a Chargers defense. Shout out Joe Show. Honestly, they look really good. They have playmakers all around. I believe uh, they will show Teddy Two Gloves a hard time. Well, they give him a hard time. Um, notable start, Colts defense against the Jets. He hates Adam Gase. Um, <laughs> anyone, anyone else have I got, uh Jags Thursday Night Football. Against the Dolphins? Yeah. Okay. I don't really have anything on that kind of streamer defense. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Replace so defense with flex in our uh, in our fantasy uh, football league for the drunk. Um, it's been some good weeks. I'm two and zero. Plains zero and two. K Morgan's one and one. K Morgan actually has a game with B Raymond this week. I do. And what, what's on the line? A lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just doing a hundred dollar bet. Okay. Just to see, you know, for the people, for the hype. Um, it's gonna be a good matchup. He had a big week last week. Huge week. He had a well, terrible I mean, he week. Had Dak. One. He had Dak. I beat the so that helped him. I mean, I had a good. I've had a good two weeks myself. Um, I just kind of ran into Kyler Murray and Kamara last week, so they yeah. kind of put up a ton of points. Danny, Danny I mean, has a good lineup. I was in a good position on Monday Night Football, but Kamara absolutely went off. And so. Danny, Danny is Ridley too. Yeah, and Jones and um, you know Jacobs. Jacobs didn't get in the end zone, yeah. so that hurt me too. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play for some money this week. Should be fun. But um, like I said, I have a. What are the quarterback matchups? Just so the, the What's that? Quarterback matchups. Quarterback matchups. I have Breeze. He has Dak. Dak. He has Dak. So. I've got um, Josh Jacobs. He has Kamara. Or no. Sorry, that's Danny's team. He has uh, Mixon and, and Sanders. He has Mixon and Sanders. Mixon I got Sanders. Josh Jacobs, Connor, and Melvin. Yeah. In it's going to be a good... It's so. gonna be a good just a quote on my own, too. I'm the most points scored against me in the league. It's, it's actually, just bad luck. It's actually solid. He's, I've got DeAndre Hopkins. He's got Julio Jones. Uh, you know, I've got Cooper. He's got Robert Woods. So it's a tough matchup. Hey, oh. I'm I'm currently projected to win by two points. But so, hundred dollars on the line. Yeah. Bucks. We'll see. So um, that's our fantasy football segment. That's our NFL segment for the week. Um, we're having a blast doing this NFL. So hopefully these either someone's gonna pull away on these picks or someone's not. So I might be dead ass last. Um, yeah, shoot. So we had some great college football games on Saturday. Um, SEC starts this week. I think everyone's excited about that. Yeah. Well, one thing I'll say about college football, I don't know if anyone feels the same way as I do before we get into it with Kay Moore. It just feels fake to me. What? It doesn't feel like the NFL does to me. If, if the if, NFL is, like, real, I, I feel like the college is just, like, they don't. the games don't feel real to me for some reason. I, I don't, don't know. Maybe because not I everyone's think, playing. I think that feeling is valid. I think you're using the wrong words there. I think losing – the fan base that happens at college football games, that happens before, that happens after, that feel of college, you know, college Saturday. What? No, that's I think that's what you're missing. You can't no, we watched Miami Louisville like and it didn't feel the same because usually you would have a packed 
seventy thousand people. No, but that you watch cha- a, you that watch changes a the feel game though. Too, and it's a hundred hundred thousand people there, and you know, and did not feel different. It, it felt different, but Lambeau Field felt but a little felt different. It felt competitive. It felt like they were playing for something. I to but, me, they're playing for something fake almost because not everyone's. I don't know. Maybe but when college, the Big Ten comes back, but college football's aspect pack. is that tailgating fan base, student section, you know, band. Like you love Obviously, for that Saturdays, that's and that's missing. I think the biggest thing to me is not everyone's playing. I think that's hurting it for me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm out on the limb right here. I think no you're just else. using fake, saying fake is a little, little harsh. I think you're getting the same feeling, same vibes of it's not feeling the same. But to say it's fake that they're not playing for anything like these, dude. College football every week they play for something important. Okay, Morg, what do you got? I have no comment on that. <laughs> I have no comment on that. It just doesn't make sense to me because at the end of the day, every single college football game means something, and you can't lose a football game in college football. Like Louisville is effectively done. Like they lost a big game. And they're done. They have no chance of making the but, ACC championship. They have no chance of making the college football championship. They're toast. To me, what's gonna what's gonna be like, the difference? Pa- like Lions or you know Falcons are zero and two, like you just said, and they have a. You think they still have a chance to win the division? That's never happening in college football. What my thing is is unless you're Bama, they're Notre Dame's changing. Like teams are having to change their schedule. They had to postpone a game. They're not going to play this weekend. Like things are so up in the air. Like everything's changing. But that's but that's Cody. That's the difference between college and the NFL. Is the NFL has the structure of it where the the this record will get you here. You know what I mean? This yeah. you win this game, There's, this will get you here. You win your division, you're here. College football is way different. When oh, the, the BCS wasn't thing, and you had three teams that um, I think one year in particular was USC, Texas, and Virginia Tech with Marcus Vick. It was like, okay, who's making the national championship? Or the year where it was Tebow, Bradford, and McCoy, and they picked Tebow, Bradford to go to the national championship. It was just madness. It's chaos. But that's what college football thrives on. That's why college football is just better. And they see, they had this conversation this with is, Herb Street and Howard. They've argued it out. And this is but my that's argument. the madness of college football. They, they're it seems like madness, but at the end of the day, it's already set. Like if all, oh, not. if Ohio State wins eight games, and there's a team in the Big Twelve that wins ten games, doesn't matter. Ohio State's going to the playoffs. But so is that team. In the, I don't think so. So is that team in the Big so. Eight or the uh, Big uh, Twelve? I think, I think that's what I'm saying. If there's a, there's a toss up between a Big there's Twelve team. There's still a Power Five, Cody. The win. Oklahoma but, makes the conference. Pl- the, makes the playoff every if, year. If the Pac-12 gets enough games in, the Big Ten gets enough games in. Then I'm probably going to say, like, okay, this is starting to feel like a legit thing. But if the Pac-12 is not done in time for a playoff and the Big Ten's playing, you know, their conference schedule only in games and, you know, they're mix, mix and match in and COVID's kind of interrupting games, I don't know. It just feels janky to me for a little, a little bit so far, early on season. But Maybe it'll change when the other teams come back. I don't know. Like I said, the madness of college football is what does make it different from col- what makes it different from the NFL. Oh, of NFL is structured. It has you know billions of dollars in the industry with the owners. You know, there's literally literally owners that own teams. This is universities. Oh. This is way more. It's the college. It's the atmosphere. It's the madness of it all. It's just selection committees just picking teams based on you know different subjective kind of right. you know, ske- strength of schedules and players and whatnot. I understand a normal college football season the way that works. This is a different college football season, and it's proven to me earlier. But what's what's so much different to you about it? Is my point. I think to me, it's the fact that just the fact that the Pac-12 is not going to play this year. The Pac-12 is not playing. Well, they are. They are, but how late? Well, and like, are they going to be done in time? Yeah, they're not. Yeah, the Big Ten hasn't played a game yet. The fact like Notre Dame switching their schedule, like they just has a new opponent week four. But they, they did weren't. this early enough for this to happen. But that's what I mean. Like, 
these schedules are usually set years in advance. Like the 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 changing of everything, trying to get it yeah, in. It yeah, almost feels like we're it's exhibition game. We're supposed to have Bama SC week one. It feels I get like it. exhibition game. This is a completely different season. It's this completely oh. different for the NFL as well, though. But it doesn't feel as different to me in the NFL. The only thing that's it, different in the NFL is there's no fans. Literally, that's it. And a million people tore their ACLs. But, but if, that has not, I don't think that has much to do with COVID. But if the NCAA directed all these conferences to do the same exact thing, then it but, wouldn't change. The NCAA is broken. But, it's a broken yeah. industry. Well, that's what he's saying. The, the, <laughs> broken industry. He's not, he's not saying broken, Jesus. but he's saying the madness of it is like, yeah, it's like teams aren't playing right now. And because of the yeah, season, what? obviously. Out. You're playing at the end of the year now. Yeah. It's just and it's just how I, it is. That's why to me, so I think you either, buy like, in, you either buy into the way the NCAA thing does things or you don't, Cody. Obviously, you're, obviously you're an NFL guy. I'm a college guy. Right. So that's the difference. You but, might, but see, I personally, was, I don't. I don't get as excited as I do on Sunday. Sundays, to me, don't mean nearly as much as Saturdays do for and me. And I feel the opposite. Exactly. But to me, like, it, it's a... But I'm not disrespecting I, your Sundays. Like, you're coming on my not, Saturdays. I'm not disrespecting the Saturdays. <laughs> I just feel like I love the anarchy of it, where it's in col- like an actual college football season, where it's like, who knows what's going to happen? Everything's on an even playing field. But this year, potentially saying, well, this team played eight games. This team played ten games. You know, this team didn't start But that makes more anarchy. Later. That's way more anarchy. It is. And so it's therefore, just, you should love way more, more. Su- No, it's way more subjective, I think. It's putting... It's What it's going to do is it's going to put the decision into the hands of people that are going to control everything at the end of the year. And what's going to happen is we're going to end up with the, four, the same four teams we always do, which is fine. They're probably the best teams out there anyways. But it's not as, it's not as much anarchy as people are going to think it is where it's like well this team can make it realistically there's about 15 teams every year that can make the college football playoffs and that's it that's and that's way too many to be honest with you yeah probably okay 12 but i don't really get where your argument's going now my art my <laughs> argument he, is he's probably saying there's about seven now yeah you're saying that number is shrinking yes. well even like look at it like look at the top it, 25 it, but it is look at the top 25 they had to make a new top 25 because the pac 12 might not play big 10 now what are they gonna do like complete like the team's ranked 18th, but no, the big... Well, they did 10. that already. Like, Cincinnati was 13, now they're 14. Like, they, th- that stuff is happening already. But have they put the other teams back in the Oh, yeah, they're 25? in. I'm sure Pe- Ohio teams, State's back at it's two. Just, this season for college football, it seems like a shit show to me. People opting back in. Like, I don't know. I just... This, so far to me, it's not a good product. It's an okay product. It's something to do on Saturdays. It's not a typical college football don't product. Watch. I'm saying it's okay, product. That, <laughs> like, don't get defensive. Like, that's exactly what it is. All right, which we're to say we're moving we're moving on, and we're gonna review. To Miami Louisville was kind of the big big game last Saturday that K Morgan mentioned. What, you, what do you, you have? See why Mike start that start that <laughs> petition? Emotional. Um. Anyway, so yeah, NCAA. Um. Another great week. We had a big matchup. Biggest matchup of the week was obviously Miami Louisville. Um. Seventeen and eighteen. Derek Keane went absolutely off. Three touches. Um, they ran the ball all over Louisville. Louisville held, held tight in the game, though. Um, really impressed with Miami, though. I think a lot of people are now picking them to be that team that's going to compete with Clemson. Yeah. Let me say that again. Compete with Clemson. Um, someone talked about it. I think it was Pat McAfee on College Game Day. It's like He's like, yeah, I think Miami's a great team, but it's just a just, different Clemson program. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. and to, but, I mean, sure, to touch on what CY said, yeah, there's, there is a number of teams that um, – are going to compete for that college football playoff, and Clemson's the obvious one over any other team in the ACC yeah. right now. This was a, this was to me the closest to a good college football Saturday night matchup 
We've had all year. Yeah. Obviously, it was two ranked teams. I get that. What's, it's week two. What's a, what's surprised <laughs> what surprised me honestly was was Cunningham. He looked fast. Good. They actually had more yards in Miami total total yards. It's just the turnover turnover difference. Mm-hmm. You know, Miami uh, took the ball away three times. That obviously turnover chain. There it is. That I mean, that's the difference in the game, especially if and you, that's the difference between good college football teams yeah. and bad college football teams. Look at. You know, Alabama's, the Clemson's, look at their numbers, their turnover differential, differentials. Ohio State, Justin Fields led the exactly. country in turnover differential last year. And that's what separates good teams versus bad teams. Miami took care of the ball better than Louisville. At the end of, uh, Louisville made it a shootout by the end of the game. It's just oh, Miami yeah. was just the better team. They're, yeah, they were up at 20-3 to three at one point. Yeah. And then it, was, it, it was an entertaining game. Louisville turned the ball over. It was yeah, fun, that, it was fun game was, to watch. It was good. Um, Marshall against Appalachian State. I know this game frustrated the hell out of K. Moore. Um, this this was a tough game. This was a game that, um, man, uh, I went into it, and I, I watched college game day afterward. I watched the highlights, and I was like, something's, something's brewing in Marshall. Like, you know what? Thundering Herd. Uh, we are Marshall. And I went into it, and I was like, you know what? I like Marshall. A.J. Pollock picked Marshall. A.J. Pollock on college game day is doing a phenomenal job right now with his picks. And I'm thinking, that's my pick. And then I made my parlay, and I picked Appalachian State. I don't know what happened to me. I just Blaine happened. Blaine to you. helped. Yeah, Blaine, Blaine happened. Blaine to helped you. push it. Yeah, no. He texted me. He's like, "Hey, let's let's take Appalachian State let's, as let's, parlay. Let's take it." I was like, uh, "And you know what? At the end of the day, it's it's not a bad bet. Appalachian State's a great team. Um, it was a little bit of a different game than I think people expected. A lot of people th- thought the shootout was coming. Um, I'm so impressed with Marshall's D. Marshall's D looked great. A lot of people well, they they you know they shut out Eastern Kentucky the week mm-hmm. before. So. Um, I think this just proved that you know what this is an actual defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're the, not just beating up an FCS team. Their you senior linebacker, uh, number four. Yeah, he's a dude. Uh, Beckett, a forced fumble, mm-hmm. nine solo tackles. Like he was, he was everywhere. They had a corner on the outside they, that looks really good. Number three with the yeah. dreads. He was a guy. Don't know his name, but man, he made some big plays when it mattered. He had a penalty, but he came back had a big pick. Um, but Appalachian State just. You think they more they coming out? They, they think they out. more tanked or just Marshall kind of really? I think Marshall's good. good. I think Marshall's, I think Marshall's good, good too. to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think Appalachian State, you know, played terrible. I just think Marshall is actually a better football team, and yeah. they were co- they coached better, and they just beat them. You beat a top twenty-five team, and you hold first them to time, seven. You're yeah. impressive. First time Marshall's beaten a top twenty-five team since two thousand three. Is that legitimate though? Is Appalachian State a legitimate? Because you're going to say because the Pac-12 is not in. And the Big Ten, like they were. Hey, Marshall was ranked, or not Marshall. Appalachian State was ranked last year with everybody playing. Okay. They were a good team last year. Okay. They lost their coach last year to Louisville. It's a. It's starting to be a better program. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yes, when yeah. we were kids, we grow up. Appalachian State was the team you'd play in, in NCAA and you just blow them out. Yeah, you, know, you put them on your 49 schedule. spread. Yeah, you just beat the shit out of them. But Speaking now of 49 it's a legitimate spread. team. Speaking of 49 spread. Clemson was 49 and a half point favorites. Yep. Against Citadel? Citadel. Yep. Citadel. They were up 49-0 at halftime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no scoring in the second half for Citadel to cover by half a point. Yeah, if you if you took Holy Clemson. Holy shit. You took Clemson, you were probably like at half and you're like, this is a lock. I can turn off Absolute my TV. Lock. Move on. You wouldn't even watch the second half. No. It's not even worth your time. But <laughs> lo and behold, shout out Big Oak. Big O. He took Citadel plus 49 and a half. Oh, you he calls it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I saw they got 50 points. I took it. And then it somehow hit by the grace of God that hits at halftime. Jeez. I couldn't geez. believe it. Unreal. Wow. Unreal. Um, yeah. So we got the Big Ten. They're going to return. We're going to go over predictions later on. We got a few weeks till they actually come back. 
Thank God we're going to see some Justin Fields before he goes to the league. And he wants to play. He I wants, love they that. all want to play. The guys yeah. are opting back in. I love that shit. Yeah, Sean mm-hmm. Wade. Um, some He's come back, right? He's coming yeah. back. He said he's coming back. Same with their, um, I think it's Wyatt Davis, one of their guards, is coming back. Both of them op, you know, said they were going to go to the league, and now it's like, okay, football's back, so now I'm, well, I'm coming back. They, they're like, Justin Fields, our quarterback, we have a legit chance. I yeah. hope some Pac-12 guys do that, too, that opted out. Yeah, Sway or Swayley. Yeah, and then um, I think it's Javon Holland for Oregon too. Their safety. So, um, but we'll see. Like I said, the Big Ten coming back is obviously a big win win for college football. Um, I think the NCAA will absolutely grant any waiver for anyone that opted out. So, I agree. Um, but obviously, this isn't our episode for predictions for anything the Big Ten because they're not playing till uh, middle of October. But obviously, Ohio State coming back in is definitely going to be a big challenger for Clemson and some of the other big t- big dogs in the league. So we got the SEC coming back this week. Um, what, are, what are some things to watch in the SEC this week, Yor? Biggest game to watch. I mean, obviously, LSU is playing um, Mississippi State. You've got Aub- or Alabama playing uh, Missouri. But biggest game, you have two ranked teams. you got number 23, Kentucky, at number 8, Auburn. Um, Auburn's a 10.5-point favorite. Um, I like Kentucky to cover. Okay. I've said it. Um, I don't think Auburn is going to be as good as they were last year. They lost a couple of big pieces on defense. And, like I said, I don't believe Bo Nix is that good. Kentucky lost some guys on offense, but I think a lot of their defense is returning and a lot of their offensive linemen. So yeah, they, they bring back a really good yeah, offensive I, line. They bring back a really good offensive line. I think for me, line. this is the game that Bo Nix has to show he's he's better than what has been advertised. This is his game, his week one, that are like, all right, put Auburn back on the map. He's. I think he's going to play really good. I, I'm going to... He's like, gonna throw like four Auburn. touchdowns and they're gonna they're gonna cover. You like Auburn. All right. I like Kentucky plus ten and a half. I like Kentucky too. Okay. I wanna see Lane Kiffin this weekend. I'm excited <laughs> about that. I'm excited about those new coaches, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Yep. Let's let's see what those guys have, have in store for us. Mm-hmm. Uh what's the next game you got on the docket for the big ones this weekend? Big game Army, number twenty two Army at fourteen Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a fourteen point favorite. Um, Army's coming off a couple of big wins. You were big on them last week. Big on them last week. They, they got postponed they got last postponed. week against BYU. Right. But their first two weeks, they played in week zero and week one. Only gave up seven points. Seven sold. points in two weeks. Absolutely beating up teams. So um, this is another one that I think I like Army as a 14-point uh, dog. Mm-hmm. But I do think Cincinnati wins the game. Okay. I like Cincinnati a lot. They put up a ton of points against Austin PA. Um Riddler, their quarterback, is back. He looks phenomenal. They ran the ball all Since over he looks them. Really good. Since he looks great. I think they roll here, but I do think they win by like 10. I agree. I'll take Cincy. Or I'll take opposite, sorry. You like Auburn or Army to cover, but you yeah. like Cincinnati to win. I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Cincy, but I don't know if uh, 14 is pretty steep for a really good defense. Yeah. Uh, really good defense. Army has. Army. So, cool. All right. Uh, next, next game I got. Um, Louisville again, number 24, playing number 21, Pitt. Uh, Pitt is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Pitt looked pretty good against Syracuse. I wouldn't say that they blew them out by any point. I think Syracuse proved that, hey, we're not terrible. You know, they got kind of stomped out by UNC the week before. So I liked kind of the common opponent matchup for Syracuse, Pitt, and UNC to kind of see where Pitt's at. Um, Two-and-a-half points for Pitt against Louisville. I do think Pitt's defense is really good, though, so I'm going to take Pitt two and a half points. Uh, I love Louisville. I think Cunningham and, and Hawkins, is that, that the running back, Hawkins? I think they're, yeah. too, I think they're too fast for Pitt. Okay. I think take, they put up another 500 yards like they did Miami, but they, they get a win. I'm going to take Louisville as well. Okay. Um, all right, so that's our college football segment. Um, those are our picks with Kay Morgan. Those are the games broken down. 
Um, hopefully we give you the right ones, and hopefully we get this <laughs> freaking Big Ten and Pac-12 back so we can have a really good playoff. Yeah. All right, time for our weekly gambling picks. Um, if you guys can rock with me, you guys are going to win some money. Last week, um, I lost my straight bet of all things. I had the Saints minus 5.5, lost that. Um, I hit the teaser over in the in the Saints game. Tampa minus 9, teased it down to, sit, to 3, they won that. San Francisco teased the 1, they win that. Over in Dallas and Atlanta, teaser hit, boom. Um, parlay, Arizona minus 6.5, over in the Tennessee-Jacksonville game, and the Packers minus 6, boom, hit. So teaser and parlay hit. Off the straight. The week before, I was two out of three. Uh, so stick with me, fellas. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna ride with it. We're gonna win some money um, this week. My straight bet is uh, Kansas City plus three and a half. You know, even if they lose that game, I think they lose by within a field goal. I think they're gonna cover that. That's my straight one. Lay two units on it. Um, I think that's safe to say. Um, this week was hard for me, kind of seeing the board. The board is a little rough. Uh, my six point teaser. I got four teams again for you. I got the Rams plus three. You tease that to nine. I like the over in the Green Bay New Orleans game. It's at 52. You tease that down to 46. Um, I like the under in the Buffalo and the Rams game. It's at 47 and a half. Tease that to 53. Um, I think both defenses are better there. And I like the over in the Vegas and New England game. It's at 48. Tease that down to 42. Lay another two units on it. I like that there. Uh, my parlay, three-team parlay. I like the Bengals plus six and a half. I like the Bucks minus six. And I like the Niners minus four and a half. I still think they beat a bad uh, Giants team. I'm actually more confident in the parlay more than anything else this week. I would lay three units on that. So yeah, that is a big part. That's a big parlay, parlay payout. Yep. So that is my um, weekly gambling picks. Um, hopefully we can go three for three this week out of the, instead of the two for threes as we have been. Um, so now let's get into the film doctor with the movie review. Um, what do you got for us this week, Kim Ward? All right, so back by popular popular demand, we've got the film doctor. Yeah, happy to be back. I know we got a little carried away with a little bit of football segments and stuff, but took a little break. Took a little break, but we're back to the movies, back to the cinema, back to doing what we love. All right, so um, this week in cinema had um, a big announcement, kind of moving forward for what's ahead for us. Um, they announced the new James Bond. It's going to be Tom Hardy. Um, That's unreal. I think we're all in agreement. I mean. Tom Hardy's kind of been one of those actors for the last 10, 15 years that has really just been a stud. Legit. Bane, I mean, Warrior, Tommy Eglin, um, Inception. He's done a great job. Um, so really excited. He was obviously in Dunkirk. You know, he's done a, you know, he's been phenomenal. Bronson was a great movie. Um, so really excited about this pick. Um, any other feedback on Tom Hardy, boys? I think for the first time, you kind of get a James Bond that's a very well-established actor. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Daniel Craig wasn't really known for too many big movies before uh he became bond he's a good actor but this is the time like you you're giving a guy james bond who has you know emmys like this guy is legit tom hardy is good in every movie he does and we actually we're just having you know conversations of like many battles that we have it's like you know, if you were to pick an actor to play a certain role, I think B. Ramick asked me, like, who did you want to play Batman? For Like, if you could pick a Batman yeah. besides Robert Pattinson. I actually said Tom Hardy. You know what I mean? I yeah. just I think he's got that versatility to kind of he play does. almost any he, role. He could wear the suit and tie make it and his then own. beat the he's shit He's in some good one. rom-coms. This is War. He's really funny in. Um, Venom was another one of those dark, dark comedy yeah. action, uh, you know, uh, superhero movies. So he's done a lot of good things in the past. And I think... Bond, he could definitely bring another twist into the character and bring different Maybe different even elements. go darker than Daniel Craig did. What's yeah, your expectations? That's the thing. What's your expectations for for Tom Hardy? For Tom Hardy, is he like Sean Connery? Like, 
is he one of the best of yeah. all time? I mean, um, to be honest with you, it's going to be hard to follow up Daniel Craig. I mean, I'm going to get into it. I'm, a lot of critics, and I personally believe, I mean, I've seen a lot of the Bonds from before. I think Daniel Craig is personally the best Bond. Um, he definitely put a great spin on the character. Um, he's done a great job of kind of bringing the historical elements of James Bond and kind of what the movie or the movie and the books were and kind of bringing kind of the new age darkness and kind of grit to the character that I think um, he brought. So um, he, he's kind of got a tough job to fill up. He does. Especially he because, really does. Um, a lot of hype for obviously the new movie that we're going to talk about yeah. soon. And then um, the movie we're going to review today is known as, you know, a top three, if not the best Bond of all time. So um, I think it's a lot of expectations, and it's going to be tough to kind of fill those shoes. I, I agree. This is we thought, but we thought that about you know back in early two thousand. We thought that about Daniel Craig. Like, yeah. Another another Bond, another big shoe to fill. Like, can he do it? And I I really think we're they're getting better writing the movies, mm-hmm. and using more like you said more of the book Ian Fleming's books. Um, I feel like Tom Hardy can make this really like grab a like a really dark kind of James Bond yeah. like you know maybe a little bit more killing than what's <laughs> already darker. being done I think they're gonna yeah. they're gonna take a step away from the typical James Bond kind of aura mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like a clean you know very precise still you know, still your girl type where type it's like guy. maybe down and dirty type Bond mm-hmm. where it's like nitty gritty man's man mm-hmm. like maybe punch you in the face kind of yeah, and I feel like Daniel Craig does have that element, but I do agree. But I like his historical aspect to it because he is also very proper. He has yes, he's, right. He's very put together in a lot of yes. ways, but he's also very reflective of everything he does as Daniel Craig too, which is see, very interesting. When you think of Tom Hardy, you don't think of him like that. Very mm-hmm. like put together. It's not your no. first words when you think of. You think of like he's a brawler. He's a brawler. You think of yeah. him as Eglin and you know the war a warrior, and he's so, just yeah. UFC you definitely fighting. think more the hitman aspect of you know the MI sixteen. So is he going to display like? Is he going to act and be like a Daniel Craig type and be proper, or is he? They're going to try to I mean, bring out. I think that the, a lot has to do with who's going to direct and all that. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be a very good movie. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of ways to go with it. And like I said, the good thing about Tom Hardy is he is so versatile that I think he it really could go anyway. Yeah. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. Um, some other notable actors. Um, one in particular that I thought would have done a great job too is Henry Cavill, um, Man of Steel. Um, I think he would have been a yeah. great job. He's also someone that is. Um, very proper, obviously a very handsome guy in his own right. So I think he actually would have been a great Bond. Almost a little too jacked to be Bond, though. How about Charlie Hunnam? He would have been a good Bond. No, no. no. Charlie Hunnam would have been a good Bond. I mean, he's just a fantastic actor. He's but just no. he's a gang. He's a gangster. He's Green Street Hooligans. Yeah. He's Jack's Teller. He would have been a good Bond. That's a little too over the top. <laughs> but honestly, I swear to God, like four years ago, I think I kind of mentioned Tom Hardy would be a fen- phenomenal Bond. So I'm really excited. For what's to come. He's one of my favorite actors. I'm so excited. Yeah. Because I kind of fell off maybe the last two Bond movies. Thought they, they took a step back. Mm. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of pick this uh, this back up. Like yeah. get, get back into the Bond like I was when I was a kid. Yeah. And funny, going back to Daniel Craig, um, 2000, you know, 2000 around that time when it was announced that he was going to be the Bond, a lot of people hated it. He was yeah. not a big time actor. He wasn't a big name. Pierce Brosnan was obviously a name at the time. He, um, I think he did uh, Goldeneye or one of those. Um, Pierce Brosnan was his famous one, but he kind of fell off on his last three. So it, um, they kind of went with a no-name actor, Daniel Craig. Not a lot of people liked it. He's also the first blonde Bond Ooh. and also the first blue-eyed Bond. So people kind of saw that and were like, I don't know, because Connery, Pro- uh, uh, Jam- uh, Peter Brosnan, and then uh, 
Timothy Dalton, they're all you dark know, hair, brunette, hair. Yeah. brown eyes, mm-hmm. kind of like the standard Bond look that you see kind of in your head and what you image. And Daniel Craig, obviously blonde, blue eyes, so a lot of people kind of hated that decision. So that's another interesting thing. And Just the story of James Bond, like, how cool of a guy is James fucking He's sick. Bond? License to He's kill him. Sick. I know. So um, I think it's a good decision with Tom Hardy, not saying that he has to be brunette or anything like that, but I think this is a good versatile actor for the future. Yeah. So really excited I, for what's to come. I love it. So what movie do we have today that we're kind of talking about? So we're kicking off my personal favorite James Bond movie and kind of the best Bond movie in the Daniel Craig kind of series, um, Casino Royale. So um, B and I have talked about this movie recently offhand. Um, honestly, in my opinion, it's one of the best action movies um, it's also kind of in my top, um, I would say probably 25 of movies of all time as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's a better, it's a better Bond movie that Daniel Craig did. I felt like the, like I said, the last two movies fell off, but this one was, you know, it was really good where it, it kind of gave you that like, kind of like mind fuck, like mm-hmm. you kind of got confused. You got to really pay attention to what's going on really good action but they slow it down a lot too where it's not a lot of action you kind of get a different actor kind of aspect the proper game kind of the poker game yeah you know what i mean you get you get so many different aspects in this movie like one of my favorite scenes is when he's getting tortured Mm -hmm. oh of course and so that's that's the coolest thing about this movie is it's almost like an epic in its own um it's like two and a half hour long movie so it is a little bit lengthier but you have it's the way I compare it to it's kind of like Batman Begins and the Dark Knight kind of put together for me to where you get kind of it's an early bond like he had just gotten double O status it's the beginning of the movie beginning of the movie he just gets double O status you almost I think you believe you see his first kill in the opening scene um, yeah, in the beginning, he goes to the assassin, and he's like, they they would send a double O mm-hmm. to get me. He's like, what's your what's your two kills? Yeah. And he's, like, strangling them in the in the bathroom. Yeah, they show his kills. So he's very new in this movie, and they kind of show kind of his progress. So um, the opening scene, like we talked about, is kind of the opening, and then he's a little bit newer still when they show one of the sickest parkour kind of action scenes oh you'll ever watch in your insane. entire life. He's that like was insane. running through the streets and construction sites of Africa and he's literally jumping off construction cranes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the funniest one of the funniest two two scenes in that action scene. <laughs> the guy jumps through that he's chasing, jumps through a window and then Daniel Craig just runs through the wall. Just runs through it. <laughs> just literally runs through the wall. <laughs> Another great yeah. one. Um, the guy's shooting at Bond obviously th- throughout this time period. The guy realizes he's out of and bullets. Throws, throws the gun at Bond. Catches and then it. Daniel catches it and just throws it right back at him. Literally like, midair, just snatch and grab. You know what's, so uh, what's, what's great about that scene was he he broke the rule to go into the NBC mm-hmm. right there. And he I realized, like, watching that back over, he only did it because how fucking frustrated he was not catching this dude. Yeah. How much climbing and jumping and shit he was doing. He's like, dude, I'm going to kill this guy. So that's, he's like, no matter what, I'm going to kill this guy. And that's kind of like the Daniel Craig version I think that the new age people took to is he is a little grittier and he's willing to break some more rules. Because like the Brosnan character and Connery and the other ones were a little more proper and it was more yeah. like they were just kind of corny in some of the dialect that they would do in the scripts. And then it was all about, you know, they would smash the pretty girl too. Like that wasn't 100% Bond in um, Daniel Craig's version because one of the opening scenes or kind of later on he gets information from this woman that he kind of wanted to talk about this private banker that he's going after and he kind of woos her to get the information but then he leaves her doesn't sleep with her it's all about the business for this bond which is definitely different from the old school one like the old school one would take care of the girl and then hit the business the next day this guy literally left the middle of the night and then he's got what he wanted he's out got it and he was out so really the story like you open up with this crazy scene um um 
Judy Judy Dench plays M, um, obviously his boss and um, kind of like a mother figure and friend to him. Um, she's upset with him about breaking the rules of the embassy. He kind of follows a lead that he was kind of already on the path. Um, has one of the best Bond villains, in my opinion, of all time, played by Mads, uh, M- M- Mads Michelson. Uh, Lashif is the guy's name. Lashif. He's a private banker. Um, basically, he's kind of funding terrorism, and terrorists are kind of paying him for kind of his services. Um, Lashif ends up kind of holding like a high-stakes poker game in uh, Montenegro. So Bond, being the best poker player in MI6, um, is sent to go out there, who he is, Sorry. where we meet... Degenerate. Where we, yeah, degenerate. Where we meet Bond girl Ava Green, who... Smoke. Smoke, who is also known as one of the best Bond girls of all time. And yeah. really the story is, it's in like three acts. You know, you get kind of the oh, new age Bond. you could definitely like, take a you could piss take break. These out. Yeah, like, like I said. It, you watch one segment and then you're like, okay, we're, it's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, and they all combine, it's a long movie. Yeah, so, it's a long movie. Yeah, you get you get the background on Bond, awesome. Then you get the second scene, when it, which is the poker stakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's high intensity. Um, Lashif is kind of like this genius mathematician. He's basically calling poker hands as they're happening. He's just really in depth. See why you'd really like this movie. Um, the guy is just really smart, really in depth. They talk about kind of poker hands and tells and things like that. And Bond is really good as well. Sweet. Um, yeah, some no, of the best, cool. some of the best scenes that you'll see. Uh, what probably the best poker scene of all time. You know, Rounders is a great movie. Twenty One's a great movie. But um, what how they did Casino Royale was great. It was classy. It was elegant. It was also kind of like. Um, kind of like an old school vibe to it too, yeah. which was awesome. But um, one of the best scenes is Bond actually loses a huge hand, like absolutely gets crushed on a hand. He goes over to the table to order his drink. He says, he just says, uh, vodka martini. And then the guy, the bar- bartender asks him, um, shaken or stirred? And obviously the classic line would be, shaken, not stirred. He goes, do you really think I give a damn? <laughs> so that's that's what I'm talking about. What I loved about the Daniel Craig version, you know, he it's got some of those classic elements to it, but he also did his own twist, where it's like I'm rogue. I'm not exactly that James Bond. Right. So that was a great scene. Yeah, he's a little bit more off the script as far as like in my 16s concerned. Mm-hmm. He kind of did his own his own thing, yeah, and so, I loved it. Um, moving on, you know, you have that poker game. It's intense. Lashif is a badass. He poisons James Bond in one scene. He comes back to the table. And like Lashif's all uh, surprised to see him because he thought he killed him, and he says, "Sorry for my tardiness. That last hand almost killed me." One of the great, but like you have those like cheesy but yet great lines in the movie yeah. too. So, um, so once you get past the poker game, um, not to give anything away, but Lashif um, then tortures Bond. Like Blaine talked about, you did the torture scene where it's every man's worst nightmare, where he literally oh. has a knot. With this giant rope knot, and he's absolutely hammering James Bond. And he's sitting nutsack. in a chair with no bottom. Yeah, no so bottom. So you're just and he's hammering his nutsack with this rope. So um, and mid like mid torture, he's like, I have an itch. Yeah, he's like, he's, yeah, can you little to the left, little to the but left. Ja- it was, I have an itch. It's it was one of the perfect. best acting performances ever. It was awesome. Um, highly recommend the movie. So you have that whole in- scenario, and then after this ho- ho- all happens, you have the betrayal aspect at the end of the movie. So it's it's everything is coming full circle and where Bond is at the end of it, he's like, you know what, like I love, you know, my girl. I'm gonna go off with her, I'm gonna travel the world with her. He tells M, puts in his resignation, and then the betrayal happens. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Bond becomes kind of more than just, you know, MI six, double O seven, spy. He becomes kind of 
this character that people can relate to. Human aspect. He, he had a very human aspect, and that's why Casino Royale, like I said, it's it's almost an epic movie where it has just so many different elements. Where it's that Batman Begins, but it had so many great action scenes like The Dark Knight. Yeah. So, um, not to give anything away, but obviously, and then the movies kind of follow suit with what happens at the end of that one. He obviously comes back, has a famous line, said, "The bitch is dead." Doesn't matter. The bitch is dead. <laughs> Phenomenal movie. Great lines. Um, 10 out of 10 would absolutely recommend it. So I put it up there. I mean, we can battle this too. I think this movie on its own is better than any Jason Bourne movie and any Mission Ooh. Impossible movie. Oh, okay. that, that, that might be a future battle there. Future battle. I, I got something to say about some Jason Bourne. <laughs> but you, you can catch that on Netflix too. It's so, yeah, and then moving forward, obviously, they had, you know, uh, Quantum of Solace was two. Not nearly as good as my opinion. Skyfall was great. That one was actually directed by Sam Mendes and done by Roger Deakins for uh, the cinematography. They also did Spectre afterwards. So, And I think the production value of those two movies was kind of out of this world. And it really brought a new light to Bond. And Christoph Waltz becomes a bad guy in Spectre. So really oh, the C's, really the, you know, the series of James Bond and the Daniel Craig version is something I'll miss. Um, really excited for No Time to Die. Obviously, you have Rami Malek as the new um, Bond villain, who he just won you know, the Academy Award for Bohemian Rhapsody playing Freddie Mercury. Yeah. So another star-studded cast. Um, sorry to see Daniel Craig Bond go, but like I said, we got Tom Hardy in the works. So really excited for that as well. So that's the film review with the film doctor, Kay Moore. Um, we got... Yeah, and then with every film review, we end with a trivia question. Oh, so oh, okay. yeah. Oh, what's a trivia? With every this film week? review, we end with a trivia question. So, like I said, guys, get on our Instagram, respond to the question. First one, the DM is going to get the movie for the next week's review. The famous question will be, "What is James Bond's name of the drink that he orders?" Oh, what is the name of the martini that James Bond orders? First one to write in, we get to pick next week's movie. For us, we will have another movie review with the film doctor. Appreciate the Bond love, dude. It um, makes me want to watch them all. Yeah, it's a great. It makes series, me want to go back and watch them too. So, we got a star-studded week of football this week. Uh, like I said, SEC back, NFL's back. Um, hopefully, our fantasy teams keep rolling and the bets keep hitting. So, follow us on Instagram at td underscore podcast with a zero on Instagram and or and Twitter as well. Um, love the fan support. Um, we still have some merchandise available. Keep writing in, keep participating in our battle segments, and we'll be back.